Hello, everyone. This is JY from Abona Tennis Online Coaching. Thank you for joining me on this journey where I try to help players and junior tennis parents figure out how to go about their tennis development process. Selfishly, I also get a lot out of this because I learn new things along the way and I get to share those things. So thanks for listening and please reach out to me at any time with questions or comments. You can reach out to me through my website at www.abonetennis.com. That's A-U-B-O-N-E tennis.com. And this week, we're going to be talking about uh, one of my most recent blogs titled Appropriate Tournament Scheduling Matters. And I think the the reason why I wrote this is I'm always trying to figure out, okay, what can we do that's under our control um, realistically, no matter what our scenario is, whether we are homeschooling, in school, uh, a normal adult just playing tournaments uh, whenever we're not working, what can we do that's under our control that can help us prepare uh, to give us the best chance possible to perform at our best when it matters? And scheduling is one of those things. And if scheduling isn't handled appropriately, then a player isn't going to be prepared to play well. And the worst part is, if a player doesn't know what constitutes an appropriate tournament schedule, they're going to have incorrectly high expectations going into an event. And they're going to be all excited as they're playing their first tournament in a while. They've practiced a lot. They think they're ready to compete. And bam! They experience nerves under pressure for the first time in weeks. Sometimes even months, uh, because we've gone too long without playing. And the odds are they're going to struggle. And they're thinking that it's them that's not playing well. They don't have the skills and their practice went to waste. But in reality, it wasn't them at all. It was, it was their preparation. It's their first tournament in a long time. It's actually normal. All right. Tournaments bring nerves and emotions that can't be recreated in practice. There's nothing that a coach can do that brings about the feeling of knowing when something is live and on the line and it's real. Uh, you can play for as much money as you want any type of punishment you want against your friend. And yes, you're going to feel things. You're going to feel that, that desire to want to win and that, that anxiety to not lose, but it's just not the same. And that's why, you know, these being able to compete under these emotions is a skill that needs to be practiced just like a forehand. It requires repetitions. And the best way to go about that is, but the, is get more repetitions is by playing more tournaments. And if we can do that within a certain type of format, then we can be prepared to play our, our best tennis. And that basic type of format, uh, uh, that basic type of scheduling is train for three to four weeks, play two to three tournaments in a row with the last tournament being the most important one. So now you've had three to four weeks of training, one to two weeks of, uh, of tournament schedule and tournament play and, and, matches and experience and you get to see where you're executing well and where you're not under those emotions so by the time you get to that third turn in a row you you're into a nice rhythm you have a lot of practice under those feelings and you know you have a better idea of how to execute under pressure and you train for one to two weeks working on the things that happen in those tournaments then you go back out and you play again for two to four tournaments in a row with the last one or two tournaments being the most important ones. If you're only playing three weeks in a row, then you want to try to make that third tournament the most important one. If you're playing four, then you want your first two to be some lower level ones. 
uh, the last two being, you know, the highest level, biggest ones, the, the ones that you really want to do best at. Then you take four to six days off uh, because rest is part of the process, okay? Uh, you know, you might feel physically fresh, but mentally, after investing that amount of time, that many weekends, uh, playing under all those nerves, it, it's tiring. And we need to give ourselves a break. And we need our mind to recover. We need to go and take a few days off and do the other things that we love to do, spend time with family, friends, but also let, let the body recover. And so that then when we come back and play again, we've had the time to do our other things. We don't feel like tennis is taking over our life. And now physically and mentally, we're ready to build on top of what we just learned for the last two to three months of doing all this. So, and, and the biggest thing within all this format is the first one and two tournaments when you start playing again uh, within that schedule is that first one to two tournaments, there are really no expectations. Just because you've practiced for a few weeks and you might have been playing great, don't expect too much. Uh, you know, you obviously want to do well, but the thing is, you haven't played under those emotions. So that first week or two is just, it, it, I, we call them warm-up events. If you think about what the pros do, they always play warm-up events leading into the biggest events. Uh, you know, if you think about the Australian Open, they have two to three tournaments before the Australian Open starts. If you think about when they go play in uh, the French Open, there's about five to six tournaments on clay before the French Open. Wimbledon, about two to three weeks worth of grass court tournaments. I know a lot of players actually want more, but so they're playing their warm-up events there. At the U.S. Open, you have the U.S. Open Summer Circuit. So you have warm-up events. You know, you start off with your 250s, 500s, Masters, and then you get to the Grand Slam. So the pros are playing warm-up tournaments to get that rust out of the way. They practice for a few weeks, so they need some warm-up matches. And then as they move through that, that schedule, they've had a nice rhythm. They have a lot of information that tells them what they're doing well, what they're not doing well. And so come that Grand Slam, they know exactly – you know, they've had a, what they're doing well and what they uh, should have been working on so that if someone tries to expose that weakness, they have a lot of practice underneath it under pressure. So that's why we try to do all this. So, you know, a lot of times we, we just go in in that first one or two tournaments and you haven't played in two months. We think that, uh, you know, you might play bad. And re in reality, it's just you just weren't quite ready uh, because, again, you can't simulate and practice what uh, tournament feels. So, and I know the biggest part, uh, well, I already said the biggest part once, but a separate part about this is, and it's what made me write this blog is, you know, a lot of junior tennis academies, they just throw out this, Hey, play two tournaments a month. And you get to about 24 tournaments a year, which is, which is for, for a kid. That's a lot, but I mean, that that's a lot of tournament play. That's a lot of practice matches, but they don't really help guide you as to, well, what two tournaments, when do I play those two tournaments? Because if you play, if you're a junior and you play a level one as your first tournament and then the level four or five as your second one, well, your biggest tournament where you would have loved to have do well was actually your first one. You, you would have wanted to actually switch that and actually plan ahead to play that level four or level five before that level one. So you've had some practice matches against some slightly lower level players. They're still, they still might be really good. Um, but it's just not the same as level one. And so you can at least kind of work your way in a little bit. If you just jump into that level one, boom, first match in, 
you're, 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 you have some really tough matches as you're trying to figure out how do I manage my emotions through all of this? Um, so that's why you don't want to just say just two a month. You want to plan about three to four months in advance because you also want to see what do I have on my schedule that is going to prevent me from having the smoothest type of work up to that big event. Are there any exams, any vacations, any uh, work events, uh, and anything like that, any birthday parties that you know you want to go to? That's, that stuff matters to us. We want to be able to do that stuff because if we only do tennis all the time, then it's just we're going to feel like we have no lives. And, and that's, that's for most people, that stuff. For some, they love that. But for, some, for most people, uh, that's where they can hit burnout. So you want to plan ahead three to four months so that if you're going to miss a, a, a tournament, well, well, what can I do? Can I add in an extra tournament? Okay, I wanted to play only two to three tournaments in a row, but can I play four here? Because then I'm not going to play for a month. Uh, and I want to make up for that early. And then when I have that thing, that birthday party, that vacation, uh, I, I don't feel like oh, I'm missing out on tennis. Like, oh my gosh. And you don't feel that pressure to actually not be there and be and be playing. You actually feel like, hey, I've, I've earned my time off. This is the right thing to do. My rest is happening at a time where not only am I recovering, but I'm doing actually what I wanted to do. Uh, because if you plan that incorrectly, you're now taking vacation at a time that you shouldn't have been. Then you have a birthday party that you really wanted to go to or a work event that you had to be at. Now you're missing even more time. And the next thing you know, two months later, you look back and you've only played one tournament. And now all these tournaments are coming up again. You're like, man, I, I just haven't been able to play enough. So I know it takes a little bit more planning, but at the end of it, not only will you be happier because you know, you, you've scheduled your life in a manner where you're able to do the things that you want, but you're going to be much better prepared to play uh, your best tennis at the best time. So that's what we're looking for. So get ahead, plan all this. Don't stick to just two tournaments a month. Work your way up. You know, repeat the format one more time. So train three to four weeks. Play two to three tournaments in a row. Train for one to two weeks. Play two to four tournaments in a row again. Then four to six days off. I would say at least three off of everything. No fitness, no tennis. Then do one. Then do fit, some light fitness for one to two days, to just to get your body prepared. To then, bam, start again with training for three to four weeks and hit it hard, so you can build on everything that you learned before. So, let me know if you have any questions. Again, reach out to me through my website, obonatennis.com, and if you have any questions with trying to schedule your tournaments, and maybe I can help. So, thanks again for listening.